Hello everyone, welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Cannabis Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPodcast. You can also check out and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Music Store, Pocket Casts, and other platforms like it. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast in front of even more eyeballs and spread this project throughout the United States and hopefully the entire planet. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little projects, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or recreational states, doing on-field, and doing on-field work. By supporting us, it helps us to keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, and equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to anchor.fm slash podcast slash support. Afternoon, everyone. Um, so I just got some pretty um, upsetting and unfortunate news out of uh, Pennsylvania, out of the Keystone State. Um, so I'm, I'll read this article for you and then give my commentary as I'm reading it. So the article is from the Pittsburgh City Paper. And the article is by Ryan Dato. And the article's titled, Expansion of Conditions to Qualify for Medical Marijuana in Pennsylvania Could Be Far Off. For years, Jennifer Kelly's left arm was in constant pain. She couldn't even wear long-sleeved shirts. A lesion in her arm kept her from sleeping through the night and participating in any rigorous activity. If it was bumped into, it felt like I got stabbed, says Kelly. People don't believe me, but it was so painful. Kelly was taking nine different medications to manage the pain, including three medications for high blood pressure stemming from chronic pain, induced anxiety. Three years ago, she had surgery to implant a stimulator in her neck that would help with the pain, but didn't work. It eventually started causing neck pain. Then last August, she started taking medical marijuana as a, as a way to manage her chronic pain. She's one pill. She takes one pill before going to sleep each night and, and timely doses of the tincture when she has flare-ups. She says the medicine has transformed her quality of life. I'm wearing long sleeves again, and I just joined Planet Fitness, says Kelly. I have not worked out in 20 years because of the pain. The struggle is real. The struggle is very, very real. Um, I mean, when I had my insomnia during, like, the, my going through it for five or four years, you know... I mean, a lot of that, a lot of that time, I was, I was still, because, like, my best buddies and stuff, like, we would, we would all go weightlifting together and stuff, and, um, I, I, I used to, I used to love weightlifting many years ago, and I, I got, you know, I, 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 I came from, like, 
like let's say um, five or six years ago, I came from barely being able to lift the bar to like in two or three months, like bench pressing 200 pounds, doing like about eight reps of 200, you know? It was something I really took joy and glee in doing, you know? And it's good for your health too. You, you, you pump up the endorphins and, you know, and, and, and your body becomes stronger, firmer, and tighter. And when you look in the mirror and you're eating right and, you know, you're not putting too many carbs in your body, you're seeing some really impressive stuff. So I, I know how that is. I know, you know, I, 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 get, I, get how, I, I get how athletes enjoy, you know, competing or, you know, weightlifters or exercisers enjoy the exercise and enjoy the process. Because I, I did weightlifting for a good um, two or three years of my life. And then, and then in 2016, when my, my insomnia, you know, reached its peak and got completely out of control, I had to stop weightlifting because the thing is, even, like, I would, because, like, what happened is that my work schedule, I worked a typical nine to five job for a good period of time. And, like, I would get home after commuting in traffic at, like, let's say 5.30ish. And then meet my friends at, at our gym to weightlift. But the problem that I ran into and is that, you know, and I did research. Like, when you, when I had insomnia, I had to be very keyed up in, in, in what what supplements could help and what vitamins could help. And I was very, very researched and, and aware at the time. But um, one of the things I researched was that, um, that, you know, exercising too late at night for some individuals could cause their insomnia to sort of like exercising too late at night for some people could cause you to stay up you know and keep you awake you know because of the adrenaline and whatnot so after a while I had to I had to give up this pleasurable activity and I had to stop exercising and I really hated that because I really loved doing it you know I've never been very coordinated in my life and um you know, I played various sports during childhood. I played baseball, which I was terrible at. I, I, um, I played flag football in the playground, which I enjoyed. And, you know, I could, I could run, I could run the occasional touchdown for my, uh, classmates now and, now and again. And that was very fun. And I, and I would do touchdown dances and stuff. But, um, but um, I, I was I was never really good enough to um, really stand out and play in a team or whatever, play an official team, or play Pop Warner, or play JV or varsity in high school. Like I didn't, I, I wasn't skilled enough to do that stuff. But um, but I know how it can be when you have to stop exercising and you get great enjoyment out of it. I've been in those shoes. I've been in, I've been in that position. And um, if if. And like I say, like I often say, you know, the cost of medical marijuana in the state of Massachusetts is, is it's absurd. So, you know, I mean, I can barely afford what I need to sort of keep asleep each night. But I know if, if prices across the board, whether it's for tinctures or edibles or, or what have you, then then I would get back into exercise again. Like, I'm still sidelined right now because... Um, because I know, like, like when I exercise, like, when I weightlift, like, I'm full of adrenaline. 
but if I had some sort of edible to neutralize that and sedate me so I could fall asleep, I'd do that. You know, I would continue weightlifting, but, you know, the prices of edibles, like I've said often in this podcast in, in Massachusetts, are, is through the roof. I, 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 the prices of tinctures are through the roof, and just marijuana in general is through the roof. If, you know, if, 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 if you were paying Oregon prices, or even Arizona medical marijuana prices, where they pay maybe eight a gram or five a gram, and um, or Oregon where you're paying where you're paying a you, you get a six dollar eight like if weed was that cheap I would I would go back to weightlifting again and I would just use use as much weed as I need after weightlifting to sort of bring the adrenaline down but okay I digress um let me finish reading the um, article Kelly didn't realize it but she's a beneficiary of Pennsylvania expanding the qualifying conditions of its medical marijuana program when the law was first passed and medical cannabis became available in February 28th uh, 2018 Patients suffering from chronic pain could only qualify for medical marijuana if the pain had neuropathic origins or for instances where therapy and opioid treatment had proven ineffective. Initially, 17 conditions qualified patients to receive a medical marijuana card. But in April of 2018, the Commonwealth Commonwealth's Medical Cannabis Advisory Board recommended changing the definition to include chronic pain, opening up the door for patients like Kelly. Secretary of Health Dr. Rachel Levine signed off on the change and added opioid use disorders, terminal illnesses, and spastic movement disorders, as well as Alzheimer's and other neurodegenerative diseases to the qualifying conditions. And you know how I feel about um, qualifying conditions. Like like the like Alexis Wardell says, it's it's tyranny, you know, in an ideal world we don't have them, you know, and, and the decision to prescribe or recommend medical marijuana is left solely to the doctor and the patient and not, not lawmakers that hold cannabis in contempt. But let me go on. Just one moment. Kelly feels blessed that the Commonwealth accommodated patients like her who are suffering broadly from defined chronic pain. I had the surgery three years ago, and and had this been available to me four years ago, I would not have had that surgery, Kelly says of medical cannabis. I'm so thankful for the people who pushed through the medic who pushed through or pushed for medical marijuana in its expansion. I definitely I definitely not had tried it if it had not been legalized end quote unfortunately the relief kelly saw from expanding the conditions might not come to other pennsylvanians hoping to become medical marijuana patients the advisory board has given a temporary lifespan and has lost some of its power two other qualifying conditions anxiety and tourette syndrome are waiting for levine's final approval but other, but all other changes to the law likely have to be legislative by reformanist politicians, meaning that expanding the list of qualifying tyrannical conditions has to pass through a republic, a reformadness culture war, posturing Republican-controlled legislature that 
was reluctant to support the medical marijuana law the first time around. I thought these Republicans were small, were small government, but, but when it comes to cannabis, they have to regulate it so, so tightly and, and go all big government on everyone's asses. But I digress. We should be allowing more people to participate in the program. We need our license holders to be viable. So, while there, there are likely thousands of potential new patients eager to gain access to the state's medical cannabis, it looks like they might have to wait years or longer to find that legal relief. And these people don't have years to wait. When you have a, a condition that you're suffering from and nothing else has helped, you don't got years while your, your, your health and your well-being is deteriorating. But these dumb politicians who hold cannabis in contempt cannot see that. They fail to see that or they're being paid not to see that. In February, in February, the Medical Marijuana Advisory Board recommended adding anxiety and Tourette's syndrome to the list of 21 qualifying conditions for access to mar medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. This could grow the program significantly significantly as about 20% of Americans suffer from an anxiety disorder according to Anxiety and Depression Association of America. Just learning that now, you know. I mean, I've always had it. I've always had it, like, as long as I can remember, since four or five years old, if I'm to be honest. Even when I was a kid in kindergarten, you know, going, going, to, going to preschool scared the crap out of me. Like, I was just so... I was so socially anxious, and, you know, and I feel that if, if I was the type of, you know, if I was born, let's say, in, if I was born in, like, um, 2011 or whatever, and I had access to it, and cannabis had been made legal in a lot of states, I, I definitely feel I could have had a better childhood, you know, facing anxiety, but now I'm an adult, and I'm, I'm finally getting the treatment I need. But, um, I digress. I'm currently in reviewing the literature and taking and talking to experts from around the country to help inform my system, my decision. Levine said to Wessa earlier this month, we want to have medical marijuana available to patients with serious conditions for where there's medical evidence that would support its use. Patrick Nightingale, the of the marijuana advocacy group Pittsburgh Normal supports adding anxiety and Tourette's syndrome to the list of qualifying conditions where he believes which he believes are not only necessary to treat people in need but also to to support the program's viability moving forward anxiety is the other side of the coin of PTSD i think it's common sense approach to add anxiety we should be allowing more people to participate in the program. We need our license holders to be viable. And the medical marijuana law was signed in 2017. And the advisory board create, was created as a way to fix any quirks in the law. The board is made up of 15 members like Levine, the state physician control, the state police commissioner, oh boy, oh boy, and others. The governor and state legislative leaders appoint citizen members to serve on the board. 
It was meant to be temporary, and the advisory board still has three scheduled meetings that will run through November, according to the health department's website. But Nightingale isn't hopeful that the board will take up many more recommendations to add more qualifying conditions. In February, the board rejected insomnia. That's tyranny. I suffer from insomnia. If I lived in Pennsylvania, I'd, I'd, I'd be screwed. But, and there are so many millions of people in America that suffer from it. But let me go on. So the board rejected insomnia, irritable bowel syndrome, Addison's disease, a disorder in which ad adrenal glands don't produce adequate hormones. So, so JFK would even qualify for medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. Good to note. The board can look into these conditions again if resubmitted. Applications must include opini opinions of qualified physicians and documentation to support those opinions. Medical marijuana programs in other states have included conditions like depression, severe nausea, keskia, I believe, I'm, I'm probably butchering it, also known as wasting disease. Nightingale says adding conditions like those could be important in maintaining Pennsylvania's medical marijuana program and lowering the prices of medication by increasing the supply for patients. The prices are too high. $100 a gram for Moxie is too high, Nightingale, of, of the popular brand of medical cannabis. Some people are leaving the program because it's too expensive and they are going back to opioids because they are covered by insurance. Nightingale says one of the reasons it hasn't been easier to add qualifying conditions to the state program is because the bill was watered down prior, prior to the passage in 2016. Both the state house and state senate were controlled by Republicans in 2016, and many of the party members were reluctant to embrace the medical marijuana bill. Republican State Senator Mike Falmer of Lebanon County was still a champ was was still is was and is still a champion of the medical marijuana bill. Nightingale worked with Falmer, who urged some compromise as a way to ensure the bill would pass so patients could get relief. Practically see practically speaking, Falmer said we have to said we have to get something passed initially get something moving forward and then fix it later nightingale said nightingale falmer was right we passed the bill but there are issues that still need to be played out nightingale says that more qualifying conditions would most likely come from the new legislation or amending current legislation and falmer would likely be the driving force of such changes falmer's chief of staff fred Sem Sembach says that Falmer initially proposed including 50 conditions eligible for medical marijuana treatment and he was worried the advisory was not given enough teeth when first created. We're, um, we're operating under temporary regulations, says Sembach. This is why we, cr we wanted a more robust statue the first time around, but came up short in the process. Sembach, Sembach says that adding more qualifying conditions will take reopening the bill, and Fulmer is reluctant to do so, to do that before other changes are complete. 
Sembox told Falmer. Sembox says Falmer wants to update the Pennsylvania Motor Vehicle Code to include provisions about driving while under the influence of medical mar- of while under the influence of marijuana, as well as seeing dispensaries and growers expand before take tackling additional qualifying conditions. I don't know why you need that. That's just common. I don't know why you need that statute. That's just common sense. Then if you're impaired on alcohol, Xanax, Percocet, Vicodin, or alcohol, that you're putting, that you're a danger to yourself and others and that, that you should not be doing that. I don't see why you need that codified in law other than to stow up for madness. But again, I digress. Let me finish reading. Sembach says all of that could take some time. While there might be hope for some patients suffering from anxiety and Tourette syndrome, since those additions have been recommended by the advisory board, Sembach says other changes to medical marijuana statutes will likely need to go through the legislative process, which is currently run by Republicans. House Speaker and House Tyrant Mike Tarazai, Republican and Marshall, is still opposed to medical marijuana in Pennsylvania. But Sembach says Palmer is mindful of the patients that are not qualified to use medical cannabis. We need to we need to be we need to continue to be mindful of the ones that didn't make it. The job isn't done, said Sembach. We 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 are saying focus on Falmer's original purpose, and that is a strong medical program. Kelly says she hopes something can be accomplished more quickly for patients waiting for medical cannabis but are not currently qualified. She had she said she suffered from anxiety as a result of her chronic pain, since she was always anxious of, that something might brush against her arm and agitate her legions. In a way, Kelly sees her new medical cannabis treatment as healing her anxiety, and she wants to see more Pennsylvanians benefit from a similar, similar process. Quote, this is crazy to me because it, it has helped so much, said Kelly, of the potentially slow pace of adding more qualifying conditions. It has definitely been life-changing for me. I feel everyone deserves that. End of article. Um, so I don't think I have too, too much to add. Um, we're, we're closing, well, well above, we're a little bit above 20 minutes, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't feel that I have much more to add. Um, the only other thing I am going to say is, um, that, um, I'm going to name and shame House Speaker Mike Tarazai, Republican of Marshall. And um, I'm going to name and shame him, and I'm going to put his contact information in the uh, show notes. So if you are in his district, or even if you just live in Pennsylvania in general, please let him know how you really feel. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends.